We're sitting at South Beach today, so you possibly will hear a little bit of bird song, maybe some people in the background. Hopefully it's not too much of a distraction for you. I'm here talking to Maddie. She is my chiropractor normally, but today we will be talking about her as an 11-year-old. SOFRO Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we record, the Wajak Noongar, paying respect to elders past, present and future. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie. Thank you. Can you tell us what year we will be discussing? What year did you turn 11? I turned 11 in 2006. That seems like yesterday. Does it? To me, it feels a long time ago. <laughs> the years keep coming. Where were you in 2006? So I lived in Quinana in 2006, which is south of Perth. Walk us through what that was like for you. Like, were you happy where you were or were you happy no, where you sure, went? Sure. What was that? It was actually quite a big transition year. I'd moved schools, I think, I think that year, maybe the year before, so it was still quite new. Um, my primary school was a little while away from the new school that I moved to. Yeah, it was quite of a, a big transition year. We moved house. It was all exciting. When you're a kid, you love moving house. You get to pick your room, all those kinds of things. I remember being able to choose the paint colour on my wall, which was cool. It was purple. And around the same time, we moved schools. So that was different too. No traumas associated with any of that, just joy. Joy, yeah, a lot yeah. of excitement. Yeah. Um, I don't think I overly liked the older, the old house. I think I was ready for a move. Mm. It was the trauma maybe of moving schools. Yeah, that's, that's why I asked, yeah. because at that age you've got your friend circle. Yeah, you do, you do. I remember the first day actually it was it's kind of like beautiful now because I'm still friends with the girl that this involves. Um, I remember I had my little lunchbox and had my first recess. I think the class before was okay. Yeah, I went out to recess with my little lunchbox and I had one of my friends now came up to me and goes, hi, I'm Hannah. You're, you look new here. Do you want to sit with me? And I thought, that is, yes, I do. <laughs> that is so sweet. I know. She's still my best friend. So we've been friends, yeah, since then. I think, <laughs> and I, you still I, think are. I actually said, do you want some of my lunch? I think I was just that like, yes, I'll sit with you. Do you want some of my lunch? Yeah. And did she say yes to the lunch? Yes, yeah, she did. And what she was did. in it? Do oh, you I'm even trying remember? To remember? No, I can't remember. But I know she said yes, and I'm not a food sharer. I think it was just a let me give you something in return. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by people's descriptions of their lunchboxes. Oh, my lunchbox. I can remember it exactly. So it was similar to this bag here. So it's it wasn't like a typical square lunchbox. So it was material and it was more like teepeed with like a Velcro top. Like it was like you held a handle and then the bag came down from the handle and it was like pink and blue. And I thought... I'd never seen any other kids with that, so I think I was a bit nervous about my lunchbox too. And what was in it? What was your favourite recess and lunch combo? So I always loved my mum's sandwiches. She made the best sandwiches, so chicken and salad combinations. Went through a phase of Vegemite and cheese, even though that's pretty, pretty stock standard, but I loved, still love Vegemite and cheese sandwiches. And what was the bread? Just standard white bread. Um, what were my snacks? What are they called? I think they still make them. 
little snacks. You know the little snacks. Yeah. Oh, they're the little <laughs> the cream cheese, cheese, yeah, the cheese and, and crackers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do know those. Always had them. Yeah. Um, we'd always have a juice box, so it would be a um, oh, what are they called? I think they're called Primer. Primer juice boxes. Oh, and we also had Gogurts. Do you remember Gogurts? No, I don't. You'll I have think to that educate was the brand. Me. Yeah, so it was like a sleeve, like a really thin, long sleeve of yogurt, and you could freeze those, and they became a frozen yogurt. There was a catchphrase that went on with that one because there was little faces on it. I think it was rip, <laughs> rip my head off, and suck my guts off, or something like that. It was on TV. Oh wow, yeah. Okay. So it was probably That's the length. Of, it kind of is when you say it out loud. It's kind of the length of a. 30 centimetre ruler right. lengthwise and probably the width of it actually. Yeah. So if you can imagine a ruler. Sounds like a Zupa Duper. Yep, the same size as a Zupa, Zupa Duper. But with yoghurt. But with yoghurt. And there was three flavours. So you've gone to this new school. What about your teacher? What do you remember about your teacher that year? I remember a lot about my teacher that year. He was the best. I think it was the first time I ever had a male teacher and he was just such a joker. He could be very serious if you didn't follow his rules, but majority of the time he just wanted to have a good time. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Like I really remember just being excited to go to school and it was always going to be a laugh. I was with my friends. My teacher was really nice. Yeah, he was a cool teacher. I think his name, what was his name? Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. We'll have to find him. Yeah, I wonder what he's doing now. Get him onto the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, he was a cool teacher. My favourite thing I remember is we had something called Golden Time that happened on a Friday. Yeah, I was in year six. Golden Time happened on a Friday and it was an hour at the very end of the school day where you could bring in anything you wanted to play with and you got to do it. So I think the thing at the time was Nintendo DSs. So everyone would just wait to all bring their Nintendo, time, yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo DS time. What else did Mr Rogers do that made him really awesome? I think he really enjoyed football, so AFL. And that's something that was really big in my life growing up, still is. So I think we talked a lot about that growing up and throughout that year six. I don't think I ever had him again. It was just that year six. I can't even remember what football team he went for. Well, I imagine after year six you went to high school anyway. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about my school was it was split into three. So you had junior school, middle school, senior school. So you okay. did move to a different part of the school, but you didn't leave the school. So you just, just a different campus. Yeah, yeah, just a different area that you were delegated to be at. It was quite a small school. It was only 1,000 from kindy to year 12. Do you remember what was happening beyond your own little world in 2006? I've been trying to remember if there is anything that stands out and the only thing that I can remember is the AFL Grand Final and who won it. And that was? It was West Coast and we're not West Coast supporters, so. So was your team the opposition? No, I wish we could say yes to that. So there was nothing happening in Australia or the world that I'm sure there was lots happening, but nothing in my world. No little assignments that you did. I wrote about the green turtle. (laughs) It was when we had to do, it was more of a display. You created a poster. That's what it was. You created a poster. Yeah. And I think we got assigned different wildlife and I got the green turtle. And I can remember it being a green poster, green paper, which makes sense. Yeah. With just turtles all over it. But I was very um, fanatical about 
how things looked. I was just going to ask, yeah. do you think the poster assignment has risks with yeah. it because there's the kid that just wants it to look beautiful and has learned nothing? <laughs> yep. And there's the kid who's gone way beyond the brief and their poster's just covered in text and little pictures and all sorts of stuff. And Yeah, that was me, that one. Which was you? I was the... You were that one? Yeah, I was the let's get all the details that we can about the green turtle and we're going to put it on this poster, even if it's size 4 font. It's on there and I understand the green turtle. I can't remember any of it now, but I do remember that every corner was filled yeah. with something about the green. And did you get a good mark for it despite yeah. your size four foot? I can imagine that I did. I was a very, um, I really liked to do well at school, yeah. loved school, always tried to do well. But I remember doing that assignment. Yeah. That sticks with me. <laughs> yeah. Did you, if you, if you'd liked to do well at school, do you remember an occasion where you didn't? Where I didn't. Oh yeah, I wasn't very good at maths. Uh huh. That was a really difficult, challenging time <laughs> at school. Oh, year six was the year of my pen license. Actually, that was the year that I got my pen license. That's a bit late. Is it? When did you get yours? Well, I I wasn't born in the digital age, so we got pen licenses in like start of year five, end of year four, start of year five? No, year six we did ours, I remember, and I failed the first test. (laughs) (laughs) So there's another um, difficult point of school. Yeah, I remember failing my pen licence and having to reset. I had forgotten all about the pen licence. Wow, what a memory. stuck with me because I failed the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating. I, I just find it interesting that it was a year later. And yeah, I wonder if that's because you were on devices all the time. Because that we all we didn't have that. We hand wrote everything. I don't think we even had devices at that point. Mm. That didn't come until year for me anyway, yeah. grade nine. I think it's much early much earlier now. Yeah. Um but yeah, the pen license was year six. Did you get it eventually? I How did. many goes? Two. Two right goes. Oh, that's one. all right. That's respectable. Yeah. That's okay. That was okay. I remember though going home and telling mum and dad and they were like, You failed. <laughs> How could you fail it? You write with a pencil, just trace with the pen. <laughs> but I got it eventually. Did, did you have a cry? I think I might have. I would have. Because I remember, you know, for the kids that didn't get it, it was pretty devastating. It was. It was. Definitely was. It was It was kind of one of those first little indicators that you, you're a big kid now. Or, yeah. you know, maybe adulthood is somewhere it's just close. over the horizon. Yeah, you're getting and it was made. It was a... It was a laminated, really small bit of paper with my name on it and pen license. Like it was a, it was made a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I did get it though. That's the main thing. I think when I write, I'll notice that I'm, it's messy and I'll try and correct, but then I just lose interest and you just get it down. Yeah. Well, you're a doctor now. You're allowed to have Chiropractic that. Chiropractic doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apples and oranges. <laughs> But, yeah, aren't they meant to have notoriously bad handwriting anyway? Well, that's exactly. That's why I say, you know, you've got an excuse. Put a doctor in front of your name. I'll take it. Can you think of anything else you would like to share that you remember? Yeah, something's just popped into my head now as we were talking. We did science experiments. They were fun. There was two that I remember. We grew broad beans. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the process, but we did grow them. And we also made crystals. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that year six was a great year. I enjoyed school thoroughly. So we had little like jars of broad beans and also crystals in jars too. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would love you to tell me that you still have that crystal. No, I wish I did. Can you describe what what did you say the suburb's called? Bertram. Yeah, that's where I have never heard of Bertram. Oh yes. Um, but I have heard of Kunana. Yep. So walk me through Bertram the suburb. Okay. Have, like maybe you could take us on a walk that you did regularly. Yeah. Describe sure. what what we see. Yeah, so it's quite a big part of my life because obviously mum's still there. Um, so from our house, when we moved there, there wasn't it wasn't too built up. So we could look across the way and see a big paddock, a farm paddock with a bit of a lake. Um, and because it was so quiet, you could often hear the animals a lot. Um, but yeah, it's very different now. It's crazy that I can remember that. Yeah, so it sounds like it was very new suburb. Very new, yeah. Not built up at all. It was quite, um, yeah, farm, farm, a lot of farm land. Um, but yeah, it's built up over the years. But I'll take you on that walk because that one's quite, it's quite um, fresh in my mind. So you walk down the road, you'd probably walk not even a kilometre and there'd be a big pond where we'll take our dog for a walk. Somehow she found her way into the pond, <laughs> even if you weren't trying to get her in there. But it, we found it hilarious. Um, so then you'd keep walking. It was not many houses at that time, but a lot of green. What's it like now? Houses everywhere, which is all great. All the bush is gone? Not all of it, but a lot of it has. But it, it seems to be really young families, so it's a really nice... Mortgage built. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's a primary school there. The IGA is still there. I think there's actually a um, like a restaurant there now. It's not, it's not too big, the suburb, but they're very, very close-knit community. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why your mum stayed? Yeah, yeah, mum stayed. I have a younger brother. He's three years younger than me. Mm -hmm. He is a little terror. What was, was he a little terror when you were 11? Yes, yes, he's always been a little terror. We'll go back to being in Mr Rogers' class. So being year six, my brother, I would have been year two. And I don't even know how old you are when you're year two. You're not old. But my brother was a frequent flyer in the year six class because when you're in trouble, you get sent to the older class. To Is that what sit you call them? Yeah. Frequent flyer. Frequent flyer. <laughs> yeah. So I have oh, fond memories of my brother being sent to my class, and I used to think, "That's it. I'm telling on you." Because <laughs> if he was, cause there was a couple of year six classes, but he always managed to get sent to mine. Extra shame if you have to be oh, I think witnessed so. by your big sister. I think so. And I think he would have just not told anybody if he'd gone to any other class. Yeah. But, yeah, I just thought that was prime opportunity to dob him in. Big sister me. <laughs> so it was a bit of a love-hate relationship yes. there because I'm sure that he, he resented that. that. Like that was the punishment was being in big sister's oh. class. And the teachers did that because oh. they knew you would dom on him. Absolutely. And Mr Rogers was good. He would put on his serious face and just really make sure that he knew that he was in trouble. It happened a lot of times. He must have been a really naughty kid. Well, obviously it didn't work putting no, in with you. No, it didn't. But you could just see where our classroom was. It was positioned probably 
directly across from the year twos and you'd see a teacher just walking my little brother up to the class. So you knew it was coming. Yeah, that's hilarious. I remember that fondly. We were very, very sport oriented. Um, footy was a big one. My brother played a lot of cricket as well. I didn't enjoy that. It was, we were very busy on weekends, I remember. Mm. We'd always be at a footy oval or at a cricket oval. But it was a good childhood. There was always a lot of laughter and a lot of yeah. love. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He was always in trouble. I was always the good kid. <laughs> He's still a bit the same. He hasn't grown up. It's good. It's good value to our family. Do you remember your 11th birthday? 11th birthday. I do because I was the new kid. I do. So I only, I think I had a sleepover. For your, for your 11th? 11th birthday, yeah. So I think I only had a few friends at my place. Uh, well, mum's place, mum and dad's place. I can't, I can't remember what we did, but I know we had a sleepover. And I know my brother really tried to be part of it. <laughs> and you were having none of it? And we were having none of it, no, <laughs> no. Did you order food in? Does, does someone cook you something special? Is there a ritual associated with your yeah, birthday? Yeah, I imagine my mum would have cooked something that I would have asked for. We didn't start going out for birthdays until we were much older. So when we were younger, it was very much a big thing of you get to request what you like and I'll make it for you. Mm. I do remember we used to play something called the chocolate game. <laughs> have you heard of the chocolate game? I have no idea. Please, please enlighten us. So that was probably a very remembered part of birthdays is you got a, it was a block of Cadbury dairy milk chocolate and it was the big one not the right. not the small one the mm -hmm. massive one and you got given a fork and a butter knife <laughs> and you had to cut the chocolate and you'd cut it to an appropriate amount that you could eat while the people around the circle are rolling a dice mm -hmm. so you're allowed to keep cutting and eating the chocolate until someone rolls a six and then once they've rolled a six your turn's over you got to hand them the knife and fork right. and they get to have a go at eating the chocolate it was quite competitive you wanted to roll the six so you could get your turn oh i imagine so yeah, yeah. that was a good time that should come back to birthdays why did it have to end i don't know i don't know it's a great question next birthday next that's birthday. what you're doing chocolate game <laughs> With all those same friends, let's see if we can recreate. I think you should do that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's probably a very fond memory. Yeah, that's sweet. Last question. Yeah. Instead of asking you what you would tell your 11-year-old self now, yeah. I'm interested in what 11-year-old you would tell adult you. Oh, I love that question. That is so great. 11-year-old me would tell me, to just keep being silly. Yeah. It's been she lovely to have you. Because yeah. I just remember so much joy being 11 that she would just tell me to just keep having joy, keep being silly. It's funny that we've been chatting and what I've come up with of what I remember, it's all about like creating. Yeah. Like a lot of creativity. So keep that, keep that alive. I think that's a pretty wonderful response. Yeah. So thank you, Maddie. For oh, being thank you so much. Always. This has been awesome to go down memory lane. <laughs> it's been lovely to have you and, and to also remember you know, the, the, the similarities in childhoods regardless of age. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Being 11. If you liked what you've heard today, don't forget to like, subscribe or visit our website at sofromedia.com to see what else we do. Until next time. 
This podcast includes music by Tristan Norton and Martin Kottmeyer. <laughs>